Oh yeah. Can you feel it? Can you feel that? It's fight night, ladies and gentlemen. Big pay-per-view going down tonight. The Bronze Bomber, Deontay Wilder, defending the WBC World Heavyweight title against Luis King Kong Ortiz. I'm going to cover that as well as the full undercard. Full pay-per-view coverage, baby. Plus, we got a little boxing news, man. Talking about that Terrence Crawford calling out Floyd Money Mayweather. Plus, Riddick Bowe, apparently he wants out of retirement. He wants one more fight. What? We're going to cover that and much more on the Highlight Reel. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Highlight Rio. It's your boy, Lalo, the head honcho of the rancho, the smooth one. Giving it to you. We got a big night of action, man. Boxing. Something I've been wanting to do for quite a while as well is lay it down, man. Just shoot the shit a little bit about a sport that I love. I've been watching since I was a little boy inadvertently. Because when you're, when you're Mexican, man, you know, every Mexican family... Always has that one weekend where the carne asada is lapping on the grill. And we got a big fight coming on. All the, all the modelos and coronas are getting passed around. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's, it's a very fun atmosphere. You know, it's, it's a favorite pastime of ours. You know, that's why boxing is so big on Cinco de Mayo. You know what I'm saying? Floyd Mayweather capitalized on that for a long time. Money May. Capitalizing on that big May 5th Because he knows That's that's when all the Mexicans come out man uh, It don't matter who's fighting You know we just love a good scrap You feel me And um, yeah man That's that feeling I got right now It's a big night of action tonight You know Deontay The bronze bomber Wilder Taking on Luis King Kong Ortiz Will Wilder successfully defend his WBC heavyweight title? Or, or will King Kong, the former Olympian of Cuba, spoil the bomb squad? We'll have to wait and see. But I wanna I wanna talk about this pay-per-view from the bottom up, man. You know, there's a there's quite a few fights on the undercard that are a little notable. Um uh, one one piece of news that I just got doing research for this episode is that Luis Neri, Luis Pantera Neri, a uh, uh, amazing brawler from disappointed in him because his fight with Emmanuel Rodriguez was canceled because he did not make weight, man. So unfortunately, the fight had to be canceled. The brother came in, you know, uh, one pound over the weight limit. And it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, this was his time to shine on a big pay-per-view undercard. And Luis Neri, man. Stop eating them tacos, man. <laughs> Stop eating that pozole. You're about to fight, bruh. I think he needs to move up in weight class, man. When, when fighters struggle to make weight, 
you know, that's when you know it's about time for them to move up. And oftentimes they don't they don't retain the same power that they had. That's why they try to milk that division for as long as they can. Um, you know, Luis Neri, I, I don't know his situation as far as that. I don't know if this is a, a recurring problem for him to make weight or not. I haven't looked into that. Um, this this podcast is very spur of the moment. I actually wanted to do this uh, last week, um, but you know. Very busy, man. You know, I, I didn't get the chance to. But nonetheless, yeah, man. Luis Neri is the number two ranked bantamweight in the world. He's undefeated. 30 victories. 24 knockouts. Uh, but like I said, BoxingNews24.com reports that his fight was canceled due to him not making weight. Extremely disappointed. I was very much so looking forward to that. To see Luis Neri, man. You know, give him that work. And move up. He's the number one ranked bantamweight in Mexico, for what it's worth. Um, number two in the whole world. Um, but, you, you know, we definitely will be seeing Luis Neri again. But this is definitely probably upset a lot of people. You know, a big pay-per-view show. And um, he failed, you know. He failed to make weight. You got an F. Fail. <laughs> so, nonetheless, um, we also have super bantamweight uh, championship bout between Brandon Figueroa against... Julio Ceja. Now, Ceja is a very tough, rugged little Mexican dude, man. He's a former champ on a comeback trail after losing a decision to Guillermo Rigondao of Cuba. Um, you know, he always produces good fights, man. He's one of those Mexican fighters that will, you know, eat five punches in order to get in two really good shots. You know, um, that's the kind of fighter he is. He's that Aztec warrior, you know, just always going forward, never taking a step back. You know, eating punches like Skittles. And he's taking on the young, fresh Brandon Figueroa. This dude, he's a ladies man. All the ladies love this cat. <laughs> you know, they say he could be the next golden boy. The next Oscar de la Hoya. I mean, he's got that look. You know, he's got that uh, charisma. That magnetic, uh, what do they call it? Animal magnetism. So we got a star in the making here. And this is what I predict. I predict Brandon Figueroa to uh, come out on top in this fight. But it's going to be a tough scrap. I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm not going to give specific predictions as far as what round or, or you know, a, a, you know, split decision, majority decision, you know, unanimous, etc. All I'm going to say is Brandon Figueroa is going to give Seja that work tonight. Um, and, you know. We're going to continue to watch the rising of a potential superstar, man. He could be the next De La Hoya, next Canelo. You know, he's got that Latin lover vibe. You know what I'm saying? A good-looking cat. And he's got the skills to show for it as well. In the co-main event, WBA junior lightweight champion Leo El Terremoto Santa Cruz takes on Miguel Flores. Now, Miguel Flores, I don't know too much about him. All I know is, is that he's got 24 wins, 12 knockouts, only two defeats. He's a Houston, Texas native. And um, he wants to put his name on the map by beating Leo for the title. He's got a hungry desire. You know what I mean? He's, he's been training really hard in camp. Um, you know, he puts in work on that bag. Um, you know, you can see videos of him training on YouTube, I believe. He's a, you know, he's a young stud that, that wants to put his name out there. And this is the perfect opportunity. But really, man, I got to say, beating El Terremoto Santa Cruz, it's going to be tough. Because he went all the way to England to fight Carl Frampton, where he was robbed. Okay, he was robbed by Carl Frampton. But guess what? 
Carl Frampton gave him a rematch and he whooped his ass in the rematch, you know, and in, in, in dynamic fashion. So they couldn't deny it. They couldn't deny him the rematch. He won and now he's looking to um, fight Gary Russell Jr. That's the fight we all want to see. That is the big fight, right? That's a big money fight, I believe. Leo Santa Cruz and Gary Russell Jr. You know, as far as lightweights go, it don't get any better than this. Um, that's the fight we all want to see. So I hope, and this is what I'm predicting, Leo Santa Cruz will knock Miguel Flores out, man. He's going to overwhelm him. You're talking about a guy that throws over 100 punches per round, y'all. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Leo Santa Cruz, that's why they call him El Terremoto, the earthquake. He just, he throws punches nonstop. He's like a, he, he reminds me of a smaller version of Antonio Margarito, the Tijuana torne tornado from back in the day. You know, he just throws nonstop punches, eats a lot of punches, and he always comes out on top because he overwhelms his opponents. They ultimately succumb to the pressure and they take a knee, a la Miguel Cotto, <laughs> 2008 against, against Tijuana Tornado. Of course, we know, you know, Margarito apparently had plaster-wrapped gloves or something along those lines. I don't know. Um, you know, <laughs> that's a topic for another day. Uh, nonetheless, man, um, yeah, I'm predicting Leo Santa Cruz to give Miguel Flores that work, man. I, again, I don't know what round, uh, you know. I don't know if it's going to be a ref stoppage, a corner stoppage, or, or if he's just going to, you know not beat the the count either way santa cruz el terremoto he's gonna shake the world tonight baby we want to see you against gary russell jr that's the fight we want to see take my money take it now in the main event y'all deontay wilder luis ortiz now there's several storylines here that we gotta we gotta cover okay if deontay wilder defends the title tonight he will become only the sixth heavyweight champion in history to make 10 successful consecutive title defenses. Now, Ortiz, man, he wants to be the one to spoil that because Luis King Kong Ortiz, he wants to become the first ever Cubano to win the heavyweight championship of the world. That will be big history. You know, let me tell you something about Cuban boxing, y'all. Cuban boxers, I'm going to tell you right now. They could easily dominate all of boxing if they didn't have such a strict system as far as defecting to the United States and whatnot. You know, um, you know, Cuba, it's, it's still a communist nation and their, their options are very limited as far as where they can fight, what they can do. So they're kind of kept in a little box there on the island, man. But they're so technical. I'm telling you, the, these Cuban fighters, they are so smart. They're so technical. They're they're. Uh, you know, you want to talk about Floyd Mayweather type of skills? These Cuban fighters, they're naturals at that. That's that's basically their fundamental style of fighting. Like a Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's average to these Cuban fighters. You know what I mean? That whole style of, of you know, um, that Philly Shell defense. You know what I mean? And, and, and um, counter shots, pot shotting, in and out. You know, um, these guys, they're just so defensive so sound in the ring um but unfortunately like i said they, they they stay in the amateurs for for long periods of time and then when they move up in the professional ranks you know they grow stagnant 
because their style doesn't translate in the pro ranks. They don't have that experience in the pro ranks, and they always end up, you know, faltering. Look at Guillermo Rigondao. He's a perfect example. Cuban dude, another Cuban Olympian. I, I don't even remember what they say. He had like, about like 500 amateur fights and went undefeated for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he's that good. But guess what? When he went pro, he felt kind of mediocre, man. He fell a little bit. And he got whooped by Lomachenko. And that was a sad sight to see. But nonetheless, man, these Cuban boxers, they are, they are absolute artists in the ring. Let's just say they're artists, man. They really are. They're, it's an artist. Their craft. He exudes that same artistry that is known to the Cuban style. But he also got power. And he can also brawl. And he almost got wilder out of there in the first fight. Man, that seventh round, boy. I thought Luis Ortiz was going to shock the world. His daughter was in the audience. She's a cute girl, man. She's like, you know, I think nine years old. She was jumping up and down for daddy. All excited. Then, Deontay Wilder. He's got that explosive power in both hands that could end a fight in a split second. And that's what he did, man. He just beat, he busted Luis Ortiz up. I believe it was in the 11th round when he knocked him out. And Luis Ortiz's daughter, man, she was crying. She was sobbing. You know, I'm against that, man. I don't know why a lot of fighters, they bring their kids to their fights. I, I, I absolutely disagree with that. I don't think doing that, man. It's like, you know... You know, when you're a little kid, man, and your parents tell you to close your eyes when you're watching a rated R movie, you know, and some shit's about to go down. Like, my mom, she used to tell me, turn around. Turn around, cabron. <laughs> or close your eyes. Cover your eyes. When I was a kid, well, I see that, like, you know, these are, we're talking about movies here that are rated R or whatever, but in these fights, you're talking about seeing your own flesh and blood, your parent, your guardian, getting whooped on. You know, because boxing, I don't care how good you are. In, in this sport, you're going to get hit. It comes with the territory. It's, it's the nature of the beast. You're going to get hit. You're going to get busted up. And I highly disagree with these fighters bringing their kids to the fights, man. She was sobbing. I mean, it, it was a sad sight. Wilder, he's a monster. He's a literal. He's the one that should be called King Kong. You feel me? I mean, Bronze Bomber, that's a cool name too. Kind of throwback, you know, um, to Joe Lewis, the... You know, Deontay Wilder is the real King Kong. Luis Ortiz, you know, he's um, he's Godzilla. <laughs> it's the battle of the monsters. But Deontay Wilder is a monster because he's got that power, man. That explosive power that you seldom see today. It's it, it, really, real talk, Deontay Wilder, it's like Mike Tyson tier power. Really, it's like Mike Tyson level power. That's what makes his fight so exciting. Another thing that makes Deontay Wilder fights so exciting is that he's not that technical. So he actually eats punches, man. You know, he's not that defensively sound. So he's vulnerable. That's what adds a little more excitement, a little more salsa to the pot, you know. Like he's, um, he's vulnerable every time he goes out there. And we've seen that in the first Luis Ortiz fight. Will we see that tonight? Well, only time will tell. But here's my prediction, y'all. I predict Deontay Wilder to defeat Luis Ortiz. And it is going to be by knockout. I, I, again, I don't know what round. I, I don't know the circumstances of the KO or possible TKO. But I know Deontay Wilder is going to win, man. He is a heavy favorite 
to win this fight. He is. He's a heavy favorite. Uh, you know, the betting odds are insane. I mean, you. I mean, if if you bet on Wilder, you gotta bet like six hundred bucks in order to get a hundred back. You know, so the odds are stacked. You know, I mean, he's a huge favorite to win this fight. But um, that's not the reason why I'm picking him. You know, see, a lot of people are, you know, not a lot of people, but some people are actually picking Ortiz. And they're saying, well, listen, man, Ortiz has the technical ability to box circles around Wilder and throw him off his game. And plus, you know, um, yeah, well, Wilder's vulnerable, right? He's vulnerable and Ortiz is going to box those circles around him. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing, y'all. Luis Ortiz is 40 years old. I believe he's 40. I believe he just turned 40. Or or might maybe older than that. I'm not sure. He might be 40, uh, 43. Um, around there. Around that age range. He's in his 40s, man. And Luis Ortiz, uh, excuse me, Deontay Wilder, he's still in his 20s, man. Um, and he's grown a lot over the last, you know, over the last year he's grown a lot. Now, Tyson Fury is just as technically sound as Luis Ortiz. And I believe, even though it was a draw, I believe Wilder defeated Tyson Fury. I really do. I, I, in my opinion, that knockdown made the difference. You know, I mean, Tyson Fury, he put up a hell of a fight. He did. You know, he put up his awkward style, you know, his, his real um, defensive game, and really weird looking shaky, but um, gave him them side looks. But yeah, I, I, I believe Deontay Wilder won that fight. It was a very close fight. I, I believe I had... Uh, Wilder ahead on the card 116 112 I I think I could be wrong about that I I, th I believe that's what I had it but yeah man um Wilder I believe that knockdown made the difference now listen Wilder had to learn something from that fight with Tyson Fury now whatever he learned from that fight with Tyson Fury he's gonna bring it to this fight with Luis Ortiz because it's very similar you know, Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury are similar fighters. They're both technical. They're both defensive fighters. They don't really brawl. They don't really slug it out. Um, you know, I, I surmise to believe that Luis Ortiz is much more of a brawler than Tyson Fury is. But nonetheless, you know, whatever Tyson Fury taught Deontay Wilder in their scrap, he's going to bring against Luis Ortiz. So, so I don't believe Luis Ortiz is going to be able to shake him out of his game. I believe Deontay Wilder will successfully defend his heavyweight championship tonight when he knocks Luis Ortiz out. The fight, y'all, it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, 75 big ones on Fox Sports pay-per-view. You heard it here first on the highlight reel or, or possibly last because <laughs> this episode is literally hours, just a few hours before the start time of this bout. It's uh it's 2:30 p.m. right now as I'm recording this. So, um yeah, man, um this is very exciting. I cannot wait for this pay-per-view. Okay, so before I get into the boxing news, I want to correct myself. I had said that I scored the the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder bout uh 116-112 in Wilder's favor. That is not the case. I had it 114-112 for Deontay Wilder so still a very very close fight razor thin but in my opinion that knockdown that uh, Deontay Wilder scored made the difference in that fight all right let's get into some boxing news now this is really going to be kind of two stories in one because Terrence Crawford 
he just called out Floyd Money Mayweather. We all know Mayweather, you know, um, he recently announced that he's going to come back in 2020. He's making money moves as no as usual, <laughs> as per usual for Money May. Um, he's going to come back 2020. We'll see. Um, there's been a lot of rumors, man. Potentially a, a big Floyd Money Mayweather fight with uh, Khabib. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the, the Russian sensation of MMA fame. Uh, potentially uh, Mayweather, uh, Masvidal now even been thrown into the mix. You know, a lot of these cross-promote, you know, promotional bouts with MMA and boxing is something I do not like. I think it's, you know, it's just a cash grab. You know, um, boxers are superior to MMA fighters. In a boxing ring, come on, man. Or or even if you put a boxer in, in the octagon without any takedowns, without any kicks submissions none of that just just pure hands a boxer is always going to come out on top you know boxing is an art form that has a very limited toolbox all you got is your fisticuffs your right and your left hand that's it it's not like mma where you have your whole body as a tool you know you could use your knees your legs your shins your elbows you know what i'm saying um you can grab and you can take down and do submissions. Like you have a, a wide variety of tools at your arsenal in MMA. And boxing is limited. You just got your two hands, baby. That's it. Your two hands. So you really have to dig deep and be smart about, you know, it's a game of chess. It's not checkers. This ain't MMA. It ain't checkers. This is chess. You got to be very smart with, uh, you know, what you do in there. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, man, um, Terrence Bud Crawford calls out Mayweather. He wants a piece of that Mayweather money, man. He's, he's trying to join that sweepstakes there. But to me, Terrence Crawford will forever be linked to Errol Spence, the one that got away, man. Because as we know, Errol Spence was in a horrific car accident last month or I, I believe a couple months ago now it might be I, I'm not sure it still feels fresh to me I know I'm kind of you know I'm, I'm kind of bringing up some old news right now you know it was all over the front pages you know uh, about a month or two ago but it's it's you know it still feels fresh to me man because we're talking about Errol Spence one of the best pound for pound fighters in the game you know and his career is possibly over just like that just like that and he was intoxicated the reports came out errol spence was in fact intoxicated uh and his his career might be over man and that's a damn shame i i really wanted to see errol spence and terence crawford mix it up that would have been one for the ages because to me the pound for pound you know that elusive pound for pound uh best fighter in the world title is up for grabs, really. And I believe it's between Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Those guys, to me, are the most talented guys in the game right now. And now, we may never know. We may never get a definitive answer who would have came out on top in that fight. Now, Errol Spence, I just want to say, I'm happy he's okay. You know, it's a shame if his career has to come to an end because of this. But um, I'm, I'm just happy he's okay. He's alive. He, he you know... According to the articles, he did not sustain much damage apart from, like, 
you know, sore muscles, obviously. He had like a black eye, uh, but nothing major. You know, no bones broken, uh, or so they say. But now there's a lot of rumors circulating that Errol Spence actually was a lot more damaged than what was initially foretold. You know, a lot of the, you know, his publicists and the PR people, they kind of wanted to sweep it under the rug the best they could, you know, um, and kind of hide it, kind of shield Errol Spence from the, from the, uh, you know, the criticism. He was under a lot of scrutiny because he was intoxicated, but I don't know. I don't know the effect of his damages. I, I hope he's able to fight again. But more importantly, I'm just happy he's okay. And I hope for the best as far as his health is concerned. But man, I would have loved to see Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence mix it up in the ring, man. That would have been one for the ages, really. Uh, you know, we would have got a definitive pound-for-pound -pound fighter right there. As far as who's the pound-for-pound -pound now, I would say Canelo. Because he did, def you know, he did move up to light heavyweight. To beat Kovalev, the crusher, you know, um, and the fight itself wasn't that great up until that knockout. I was really kind of disappointed, actually, in the beginning. Then, you know, that, that knockout just changed everything. So Canelo has to be ranked number one now on everybody's pound for pound, really. You know, whether you love the guy or hate the guy or whatever. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Canelo fan myself, but, you know, he, he definitely is um, the pound for pound right now. Nonetheless, yeah, man, Crawford calling out May. You know, he, he had an awkward outing with Amir Khan. You know, Amir Khan is shopworn. He's got a glass jaw. He always has. You know, he has dynamic speed, one of the fastest speedsters of all time. But Errol Spence picking apart Amir Khan did not prove anything. That did not prove anything, um, you know. So only time will tell what happens as far as Errol Spence goes and... You know, him calling out Mayweather, I, 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 hey, hey, I would watch that fight, <laughs> no doubt about it, I don't know if I'd pay for it, <laughs> but i I watch it, <laughs> you feel me, so we'll see what happens, last but not least, I want to just quickly say Riddick Bowe, all-time legend, had a very bizarre career, you know, the Riddick Bowe fight when um, the paraglider landed in the ring, you know, I was a little boy when that happened, man. I was still wet behind the ears when that happened. So I, I just, all I know about from that is watching old footage of it, man, on YouTube and whatnot. Seeing the HBO Legendary Nights program from back in the day, you know. Riddick Bowe had a career, man. But he's always been a dynamic puncher. A very humble guy. He's such a likable guy. Very humble. And he wants back in the ring. His last fight was 11 years ago, man. 2008 in an exhibition bout i don't remember the guy's name who he fought it's just an exhibition so i'm guessing if riddick bow does come back it'll be another exhibition type deal he's actually reached out to eddie hearn and various uh british promoters um which is interesting to me i wonder why i, I guess he figures the british promoters would be the ones to actually put him on you know i, I don't think al Heyman <laughs> or the golden boys or the bob arams of the world will give riddick bow another shot man but hey only time will tell and i wish riddick bow the best he's a veteran man much respect you know so holy field real deal Maybe we might just see another Riddick Bowe Holyfield fight. I don't know. Only time will tell. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Highlight Reel. Talking boxing with your boy Lalo in the rancho. 
as we got these tunes, man, playing us out. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm out, you.